We here at Ragnarok would like to thank our patrons like Stephen Vest, Savari, Michael Hopkins, Michael Davis, Kelly K. Gilman, Yodlet, Brownie Davis, Chad Swenson, William Wilson, Carl Black, Steve Areza, I have no more names, Michael Drescher, James Burns, Dad Gunner. Thanks, everyone. Hi, Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Ragnarok Rock actual play. Tonight we are playing Adventurers. Uh, the title, this is a campaign I'm running while we're uh, locked away and can't go anywhere. Uh, the title of this campaign is Sweethorn's Big Adventure. Our game, we'll, we'll introduce characters in a bit. Our game takes place for our listeners in the enchanted forest called the Eversummer Wood. It is so named because here it is always summer. Uh, the days are nice and warm, but not overly hot. And the, the nights are crisp, but not too cold. It's just sort of perfect temperature all day, every day. Cool. Okay. I mean, well, I mean, hot. Okay. Um, uh, in the the forest is enchanted, and the plants here the the trees are all humongous. Uh, most of the trees grow to be about five hundred feet tall, uh, and it's dominated in the center of the forest. Uh, That's by, even taller than James. It is. Uh, the set in the center of the forest <laughs> is the tallest tree in the world, uh, Tola Oxara, uh, which is about twenty five hundred feet tall. It's just an absolutely enormous tree. You all are spending your time in the main uh, inhabited place in the Eversummer Wood called Tree Spire. Uh, it is a village built into the into the tops of the trees themselves, uh, on large platforms connected by bridges and rope bridges. It's basically, the Ewok Village, but turned up to eleven. We begin our game tonight, as these things often do, in a tavern. You are all. Uh, it's nights, and you are all biding your time uh, in your favorite drinking establishment, the Low Hanging Fruit. Uh, it is built into the underside of one of the platforms of Tree Spire, uh, so you have to walk down to get into it. Uh, so it looks like it's hanging from the bottom of the platform, hence the name. Uh, sitting at a table are four characters, and we will introduce them now, starting with Chris. Okay, so... Actually, it's three characters sitting at the table, and it's next to a window because the fourth one is hanging from a branch outside of the window. <laughs> and that is Cinnamon the Lethargic Messiah. Uh, he is a, a sloth man, so he's uh, bigger than a sloth, but uh, smaller than a man, so somewhere in the middle there. Um, he's got... Stronger legs than oh, I. I was reading a bunch about sloths, and I had heard them described as having four arms. Uh, that's not the case with uh, with the sloth man. He actually has some legs. He could walk if he wants, but he prefers to hang in the trees, which is what he's doing now. That's it, I guess. Uh, so, so he, so he, do, he doesn't have four arms. So, so his hands just connected to his biceps or something? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Eric, you're an idiot. Why don't you go next? (laughs) (laughs) You're stupid. My name is Eric. I'm not an idiot. And I'll be playing Aya. She is a water nymph. Uh, she is a lovely young lady with um blue skin. Sometimes it seems to shimmer slightly. Um, she always has her um water or like reed shaped staff on her. Uh, she has a necklace that she wears um with with a seashell on it, and she has a large um scallop shell shield that she carries around because that's her only way of protecting herself from horrible physical pain. I'm sorry, your your web. It's a staff, not a wand. Oh, I thought we said it was a wand. Well, whatever. Well, you, it, you just said staff. That's why I'm asking. Oh, um, I meant wand, I think. I, yeah, go with wand. Okay. But it's like a long, kind of a long wand. And it's shaped like a reed. All right. Uh, and Ryan, you can go next. All right. Uh, sitting beside the water nymph uh, is a person-sized uh, house cat sitting upright in the chair. Um, she is kind of a, a brownish gray in color. Um, she has bright green eyes, um, and she is regarding everyone in the establishment with a mixture of curiosity and disdain. Um, the serving wench like passes by and sets a saucer of cream in front of her and she like, uh, dips her face down and starts laughing at it. Uh, without taking her eyes off of the the rest of the room, um, and her name is Mrs. Pockets, and Jumps. Hi, I'm Jumps. Um, I'm standing next to the window, and next to uh, Mrs. Pockets is a tall wooden statue that looks a lot like an elf. Well, at least that's what people constantly think he is, because he is part Ent and part Elf. <clears throat> he is a, a ranger who likes to, to hang out with his bow, and uh, the, the tale of how he was made is a story he loves to tell, because his his mother was born around the same time his father's seed was planted, and they grew up uh, not too far away, and she helped and they grew up together, and they just happened to always talk and be hanging out. And it was weird at first because, you know, ants and elves, you know, it's, you know, creatures of nature and actual nature. But, you know, things worked out in the end, and they're still happily together, As although he's a very old oak now. Um, but, you know, it's it, 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 they're getting on in years, but, you know, elves are forever. Yeah. Never gave her a single splinter. They're like dying. No. Um, so your father is it? Is he just a tree? Is he like grown into the ground, or is he ambulatory? Oh, uh, he, he's ambulatory. Okay. Uh, all right. So our four characters are sitting at the table, uh, and the the four of you notice when the door opens and a rather well dressed man comes in. Uh, his clothes seem new and fresh, like he has not been traveling, even though he's wearing traveling clothes. Um, looks like he's wearing uh, a satin jacket. He looks like a well-to-do merchant. Uh, and you all Does ZZ have... Top play in the background when he walks in? <laughs> he's not that well-dressed. And no women oh. crazy. Uh, Mr. Pockets, the, the scent of wealth definitely catches your attention, and your eyes follow him across the room. Uh, he walks over to the bartender uh, um, 
Oh, I just, uh, Mercutio, uh, and speaks to him for a moment. And you see Mercutio, uh, nods and points to your table. Uh, and then the man, uh, leaves a coin at the bar and walks over to you. <clears throat> uh, excuse me. I was hoping I might be able to buy you another round and we could discuss some potential business. What kind of business are we talking here? Who are you? I am, uh, I am, uh, Mr. Dobblesmith. I am a merchant. I would... Mr. Dobblesmith, it sounds like you just came up with that name at right now. <laughs> oh, uh, I, uh, no. Hello. <laughs> My name is Cinnamon, the lethargic messiah. He's saving us all very slowly. As I was saying, I was hoping I could buy you a round and we could discuss the business, if if that's all right. Let me ask out of character, what round are we on? Oh, you tell me. I think the rest of us are on round four, you're on round two. No, I'm I'm on sip two. You guys are around four. I've got three beers sitting on the windowsill for me to get to eventually. I am before I answered, I finished putting down my mug for my second sip. Uh, in that case, Mrs. Pockets is starting to get a little bit uh, cream drunk. Uh, she's. She's a little, a little bit like lethargic herself, and and she's very, she's very blinky, because um, she's starting to feel really comfortable. She says, "Well, gentlemen, if our if our patron wishes to remain anonymous, we can certainly refer to him by whatever name he wishes." And then she pushes the saucer of cream away and says, uh, "I I will have another cream." <laughs> Very good. Uh, he he gets the bartender's attention and signals for another round. The bartender nods and starts preparing your drinks. Uh, Mr. Dobblesmith uh, grabs a chair and pulls it over and sits down. <clears throat> well, I was asking around town, and I just spoke to that lovely proprietor of this establishment. I need um, some stalwart people to protect some very precious cargo as it moves through the forest. And I was told that you would be the ones for the job. I can I can pay you well. Thank you, Mr. Dobblesmith. I couldn't possibly have another drink. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you just as you finish saying that, Chris, uh, the server comes over and puts a fourth ale down on the, on the windowsill uh, and hands out drinks to the rest of you as well. You uh, see, Cinnamon, this is why you have so many drinks every night. Uh, she sets what looks like a glass of wine down in front of uh, Mr. Dobblesmith, uh, and he thanks her. Uh, Aya has been finishing all her beers, but she seems completely not the slightest bit drunk. She's been diluting them. She wants to look like she's she can hold her alcohol, but she's been manipulating and purifying them as she drinks it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so he said, well, uh, if... Would you be interested in such a proposition of business? The uh, the uh, cargo we're protecting—it's not going to hurt anybody, is it? Oh, no, no, no! Heavens, no! 
It's perfectly safe. And what exactly is in it for us? Money. That's a good thing to be in it. Which I would pay you. <laughs> are we talking lots each or a lump sum that we have to split amongst ourselves? Oh, no, uh, I would pay you each. I would, um, I could give you 50 coin when you set out as a, as an advance. Uh, and when you complete the delivery and return to me, I would give you each a thousand coin. Hmm. And uh, what exactly would this job be? <laughs> he, looks very, he looks rather confused. Uh, be uh, the, the delivery of escorting the, the, the package. Don't don't mind him. He'll he'll catch up. I I know the Eversummer Wood is is very safe as far as forests go, but it would ease my mind to know that the package was being escorted by um, stout adventurers such as yourselves, who are accustomed to miles. I hope you're not calling me stout. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, You are uh, quite uh, petite. Yes. Not that I want to look a gift horse in the face like this, because that's a very generous amount of gold you're sloshing around. Um, Why are you uh, throwing away so much gold on protecting something that is supposedly a very safe place to be in anyway? I said, it would bring me peace of mind. Uh, The the cargo is very important to me uh, in a personal level, and I want to ensure that it would be safe. Do you well, my, yes. It is a stout that I'm drinking, but <laughs> I don't want another one, as I mentioned before. <laughs> um, do you happen to have a lot of enemies or people that may want said cargo that it needs such good protection? <clears throat> not, not a lot, but a man of my stature does not go through life without uh, making an enemy or two. Well, um, if you wouldn't mind uh, maybe letting me have a moment here with our friends so we can discuss. Of of course, uh, of course. He stands up and takes his goblet of wine. Uh, I I will go uh, wait at the bar. And he walks over to the bar. Uh, He sits down and then like tries to act cool for a second and then just turns and watches you guys. <laughs> now I'd like to know, Mister, what was his name again? Gobblesmith. Gobblesmith. What exactly is this package? <laughs> He's already left. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about this guy's motives, but I mean. Seems like a good reward. For what he's paying, there's definitely going to be a lot of danger. Well, money oh, is money, and I'm I'm flat broke after this round. Well, he bought that round, so you mean the round before that? I was flat broke before this round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm hurting in the pockets, too, but... uh 
That is a lot. You know, that I is a lot to. I don't see a reason not to. Seems a little iffy, but I think I'm down. I mean, I, I, I'm, we're going to take the job. It's just uh, he's obviously lying to us. Um, so, yeah, he's obviously hiding his identity. <laughs> Sorry. I figured out the next thing I'm going to say. <laughs> and someone with that kind of goal to throw around like that, he's got to be somebody that's well-known and well-hated. Um, perhaps we could ask around town before we set out. Does he actually have that much gold to actually pay each of us? Would be well worth funding out. I would settle for the 50 gold of the 50 coin up front. Yeah, the 50 coin up front would be really nice. Uh, It would definitely help pay for this fucking tab. That's really why the bartender sent him over to us. Just wants us, <laughs> just wants us to pay our bar bill. <laughs> Those assholes over there need money. <laughs> Believe me, I know. Well, you know what? I'm gonna go with whatever you decide. I'll be right back. I gotta use the bathroom. I was gonna get up and walk to the bathroom. I didn't know if that was in character or not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was in character. Okay. Well, Mrs. Pockets and uh, Cinnamon, should we uh, invite our guest back over and tell him we'd agree to his terms? Certainly. Uh, you. As soon as he walks back over, we call okay. him over. As soon as he walks back over, I go, I agree with Bentwood. I don't know if this man is trustworthy. <laughs> um, I assure you, I, I, I am. Uh, have you made a decision? It sounds like you might be leaning towards no. That would be unfortunate. First, let's see the gold up front. Well, I will give you the coin tomorrow. Uh, we're not leaving right now. Uh, if you'd like, you could meet me at my room tomorrow morning. Uh, as, a, as a show of good faith, though, I did settle your not inconsiderable tab with the bartender. I look over at the bartender. He, he, he gives you a thumbs up. Just like <laughs> fantastically happy. <laughs> He's still counting the coin. <laughs> I returns from the bathroom at this point. As she's walking out, you can hear the the sounds of all the toilets flushing and all the sinks still running. Uh, Aya? Yeah? (laughs) I think you may have left the sinks running again. Um, We have business to discuss. I think that's a little more important right now. Well, we're agreeing to the man's terms. Uh, Excellent. He 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 paid our tab, and he's going to offer to pay us that fifty coin up front tomorrow. And uh, are you going to be able to show us the thousand coin that you're going to pay us upon completion? Absolutely. Uh, I am staying at the uh, Suncrest Chateau. 
meet me there tomorrow morning, and we can discuss the finer details. Uh, you all, you all know that the Suncrest Chateau is the fanciest place to stay in town. It's built into the very top of one of the trees, so uh, it just has an amazing views of just the the ocean of green that is the forest canopy, and like the sun rises and just bathes it in warm light all the time. Uh, it's a very very nice place. Oh yeah, we know. We've been kicked out of there plenty of times. I mean, you might want to let the people at the front desk know that we're coming because usually upon seeing us, they they throw us out. Well, I will certainly do that. Uh, well, very good then. Until tomorrow morning. Uh, I look forward to seeing you. And he uh, smiles uh, and bows to you all and then walks out of the bar. And does he have a nice tea? So, ask the answer the teeth question first. Does he have nice teeth? Yes, he does. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, he's got money. All right, so right after he leaves, I go, and now that you have returned, perhaps you <laughs> could let us know exactly what the package is. <laughs> you know, Cinnamon, I keep forgetting to bring that up. Almost had it that time. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything you guys would like to finish up tonight, or do you want to cut to tomorrow? Well, I'll have a third sip of my beer. Yeah, I'm going to bring a tankard of mineral water. Right. All right so you you all know you should drinks. really be drinking natural. I should be. Dead quiet. All right. Yeah, but, you know, I'm imbibing. Um... So uh, as as a rogue, do I have any um, underworld criminal contacts in Tree Spire? Um, did you take the skill to have criminal contacts? Is that a skill? Um, there was a skill for that, I believe. Uh, I think it was stealth. Yeah, it's the uh, advanced stealth thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so then I guess no, because I took the uh, basic. You could ask around. All right, so yeah, I will ask around. You don't have any contacts off the bat. Uh, so make a, uh, we're going to say mind. Okay. Uh, mind and I have, I have advantage because uh, I have the charisma skill. Okay, yeah. So it's so you 2d6 roll three, plus... Well, you have advantage, 3D6. so it's 3d6 and you take the two highest. Plus your mind score. Okay. Uh, let's see. So that's 12. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, criticals, if you roll snake eyes, that's a critical failure, and if you get boxcars, that's a critical success. Oh, yeah, I rolled boxcars before. I'm saving it for later. You can scroll up and see it. That doesn't count. Sorry. I'm I'm also saving my thirty nine thousand eight hundred eighteen. That's too much. That loops back around to a super failure. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, Twelve. All right. Yeah. You uh you you go to your fence that you sometimes uh, sell pilfered goods to. Uh, what are you trying to find out? Um, I'm just going to ask him about uh, if if he's heard of anyone named uh, Doppelsmith. Uh, who's a merchant who's, um, you know, new to town and, um, you know, what his, what his whole deal might be. 
Uh, your your friend says that he has never never heard of anyone named Dapplesmith. <coughs> I suppose it might be an alias. Um, I'll give I'll give the fence a description of the of the guy. Uh, he says, "Hmm. Well, I don't know about any merchants, but rumor has it that some uh, noble just came in and is staying at the Suncrest Chateau." Any idea why he might be in town? What he might be transporting? Oh, not a clue. He just wanted to uh, take in the views from the Suncrest. Wouldn't it be the first time the big trees drawn the rich folks over? There certainly are some nice sunbeams over there to, to fall asleep in. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, yeah. All right, thanks, Vinny. Yep. All right. Anyone else? Vinny is a literal rat, by the way. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> um. So I, I guess I'll, I'll meet back up with these guys, and I'll say, I talked to Vinny the rat, and uh, he, he says he thinks that this guy Double Smith might be, uh, some kind of noble. Hmm. That would explain how he has so much money to throw around, allegedly. Well, he definitely smells like wealth. I wonder why this doppelman has so much money. (laughs) All right, anything else you guys want to do? I don't really have an idea. I think I is good to get a rest and get ready for the trip. Uh, so, anyone else? Are we going to jump to I'll pick up fourth sip of my beer. Slow down, buddy. <laughs> you right, know, so. Cinnamon, our bar tab wouldn't be so high if you didn't order four drinks every night. <laughs> you only ever finish a third. <laughs> I'm not the one that puts the order in. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> uh the next morning the four of you are arrive at the the base of the Suncrest Chateau. Um, you have to take uh, a winding flight of stairs all the way up to the top of the tree. Um, the the very bottom where the door is is still sort of in the canopy. It's when you get up inside that you get the good views. Uh, so you walk in, and there is a concierge. Uh, he uh, he smiles. Uh, he's he's a mousy man in that he is a mouse man. Um, He's got a little a little pencil mustache, uh, and he smiles as he as he sees the doors open. He goes, "Ah, welcome to the." Oh, it's you. Well, that's no way to speak to us. We're, I, I'm frankly offended. We're actually welcomed guests this time. We this have is um, a lobby, right? Like with a desk. Yes. 
I think you said yes again. I don't know. You broke up, but I heard. Anyway, yes, so yes, yes, yes. Okay. Throughout He's this conversation, Cinnamon is slowly walking toward the desk. Mrs. Pockets um, walks up to the desk, and she uh, like unsheaths her claws and starts like drumming her fingers on it. I I know that you are expected. If you would please follow me, I will lead you up to the Lord's room. Lord, you say? When I reach the desk, I ring the bell. <laughs> he he glares at you. Follow me, uh, and the little mouse uh, starts scurrying up the stairs. Uh, you you follow him up to the the very top of the Suncrest Chateau, where you have never been before. This is uh, like the suites area. You you uh, you get to the top, uh, and there's a very short hallway that leads to a door. Um, and he he knocks on the door, uh, uh, and he says, "Your lord, uh, your guests have arrived." And you hear a voice from the other side, "Ah, send them in." Uh, the the mouse uh, steps aside and gestures. Was there, a, the was there a banister going up the staircase? All right, so I did not climb the stairs. I hung upside down from the banister and went up that way. <laughs> okay. And if the mouse scurried up the stairs, then Mrs. Pockets chased him bodily the entire way. Oh, no wonder he likes you guys so much. Yeah. Um, when when they got to the door, uh, she like almost pounced on him, but then remembered that she can't do that kind of thing in polite society and composed herself. Good. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so you open the door into a a lavish sitting room. Um, there's thick carpets uh, on the floor and velvets on the wall. Uh, the first thing you really see when you walk in is there's this huge window with this amazing view of the forest. You can see uh, the giant tree, Tola Aksara, off in the distance, just dominating everything. There's this sea of green uh, as the tops of the trees of the forest uh, are just gently swaying in the in the in the breeze. Uh, the man from last night, uh, Mister Mister Dobblesmith, uh, is sitting uh, at a large table that's just uh, looks like he's just finishing his breakfast. Uh, you can still smell uh, meats and cheeses and fruits in the air. Uh, he's wearing a, a thick satin robe. Um, Does he ah. offer us some breakfast? Uh, he did not. Does he have ah. a beverage left over? My friends, uh, yeah, there's a there's a uh, pitcher of wine on the table. Okay. That drunk. Uh, my friends, come in, come in. I assume there's several windows. Yes. I'm going to make my way to the closest one, open it up, and hang from the canopy for the rest of the meeting. <laughs> there's no canopy. You are above the canopy. The, I'll climb the down. The hotel. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Well, there's a branch outside the window. There's a branch. I can oh, hang kind of. There's no. no there's no. Can, you're it's, above it's the trees. Very, well, above the other trees. Yeah. You're above it's all a, the trees. Never mind then. So you never mentioned you were a lord, if I'm remembering correctly. <sighs> no, no, you found it out, uh. I was trying to... We have uh, much difficulty. <laughs> Your uh, concierge said it straight out. Since you were here, it was fine. Uh, last night, uh, I forgive me for the subterfuge, I was trying to pose as one of the common folk. Uh, I didn't want to arouse suspicion. 
Uh, and let's yeah, people know uh, about town. Uh, Double Smith is, uh, yeah, obviously a fake name. Just so you know. Well, in case you haven't figured it out already, I am Lord Perseus von Kumquatz. Sounds almost as fake as Double Smith. He's made of money. Let it go. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, you see, I wanted to make sure that you were a trustworthy sort and that you weren't just coming here because you recognized my very famous name. I have no idea. Well, you could tell me if you have any idea who he is, but probably not. I would say Aya doesn't. Yeah, I would feel it's safe to say that uh, uh, Benwood does, has no idea. No, yeah. Cinnamon definitely doesn't. I, I would say um, Mrs. Pockets probably hasn't been uh, a woman cat very very long, so uh, she's she's still getting used to this whole uh, bipedal thing. He, he, like, waits expectantly for a beat for one of you to acknowledge it, uh, and then just continues. <clears throat> well, uh, the package I need you to escort um, is not so much a package as a person. My son. Uh <sighs> You see, uh, it's not the son. royal jewels then. No, no. Uh, my son, uh, Frederick Dusseldorf Malvin Quaint von Kumquat, uh, is Goodness. dead set on becoming a bard. And as part of his bardic training, uh, wants to go on a grand adventure. Of course, I couldn't have my son in any real danger. Uh, which is why I persuaded him to go on his grand adventure in the Eversummer Wood, which is well known as being the safest place as far as forests go in the world because of the Earth Mother's enchantment over the land. You you all know that. And Kumquat, I've never heard of that. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, if you would agree... I need you to escort my son around the forest, um, go on some quote-unquote adventures, keep him safe above all else, and after his wanderlust has been sated, bring him back here for your reward. Okay, so now, qu- question. Do we have to pretend to like his music? Because that's going to be extra. In fact, if he gets back here and no longer wants to be a bard, I will double your pay. See, but here's the thing, though. You want us to bring him on adventures and protect him, and if he's if he knows that he's doing well in the adventures, then isn't he going to want to keep doing it? So we should be making this difficult for him, I guess? I need you to keep him safe, but I'm hoping... Uh, you see, uh, Froderick is a very spoiled boy and is used to the finer things in life. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, a few nights trudging through the mud and camping under the stars might dissuade him from this choice of life that he is making. Crushing childhood dreams. We're very good at those. And could you tell us exactly what is the package. You <laughs> never said last evening. Are we in agreement? Well, um... I mean, safe, uh, we get paid. Safe and dissuaded, we get paid double. 
Um, and as a lord, you definitely could afford all of that. Um, I mean, yeah, you, you could imagine looking around this room. This room is probably like 200 a night, coin-wise, uh, if not more. No, probably more like 400. So if he's going to be staying here for a few days at least while you bring his son on an adventure, yeah. I'm sure my fellow uh, companions here uh, would more than love to to escort your son in his terrible dream. It warms my heart to hear that. Now, as agreed, he reaches into the pocket of his robe and pulls out four small coin pouches uh, and sets them down on the end of the table. Your 50 coin signing bonus. I ate it. <laughs> I forgot to mention that um, Elf ends subsist entirely on gold. Oh, yeah. They don't oh, live long. Expensive. Yeah. <laughs> that's also why our bar tab is so high <laughs> every time you go to pay he just eats it stop eating the tips <laughs> I got excited <laughs> um, yeah Mrs. Pockets um, picks up the uh, the coin purse and uh, gives it a little toss in the air to see see how hefty it is and then your, your does, does she hand, uh, yeah, it seems just you'd have to count it to be certain, but it seems like it's fifty. All right. Does, does she lay on? Yeah. I'm sorry. Does, does <laughs> she does she lay on her back and start playing it up in the air with all four paws? Uh, you, she looks like she wants to. <laughs> um, she gets this glint in her eye, but then she just like swats it out of the air and and uh, sticks it in one of her many pockets. Um, <laughs> and then she says. Uh, well, Lord von Kumquat, uh, where where is the young talent? Uh, I I had him in his chambers. I shall call him in. Uh, Froderick, your entourage has arrived. Um, and you so hear uh, is finally pulling the bag of money back to his face, and he slowly starts to open it and says, "I hope you don't mind if I count it." <laughs> <laughs> oh god and then for the rest of this he slowly counts his coins <laughs> when, uh, when so, Aya when Aya is reaching for her, her money bag is the pitcher of beverage in the way while she's like nearby I mean it's on the table he wouldn't right. put it he wouldn't put your money behind his pitcher well yeah I'm gonna reach for it and then like pulling away accident, accidentally turn and knock the pitcher over Oh, oh my. Oh, I'm dreadfully sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no, no worry. He, he picks it up uh, and takes a, takes a rag and sets it down to wipe up the wine. All right. Oh, don't worry. I got this. And he stands on it and absorbs the water. <laughs> Again, it's wine. It's not water. Red. Okay. The worst enemy. Now I'm drunk. <laughs> Absorb it that quickly. You're part tree, not part sponge. Took an infusion of booze right to the roots. Give me a bucket. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, you. So he calls for his son. You hear. You hear a muffled squeal from another room. Uh, and then footsteps, and then one of the doors flies open, uh, and out steps 
the most ostentatiously dressed man you have ever seen. Uh, Frederick Dusseldorf Malvin Quaint von Kumquat uh, is, is a human, but he's wearing a, a doublet that is just like... Neon colors don't exist in this world, but this gets pretty damn close. Uh, there's like pinks and greens and stripes embroidered with gold thread. Uh, there's just so many buttons. Each one of them is gleaming gold. His shoulders are these huge, poofy things that are almost the size of his head. Um, his uh, his the, the cuffs of his shirts are just an explosion of floofy lace. Uh, and the same coming from the top of his shirt, like the pirate shirt from Seinfeld, but ten <laughs> times worse. There's just ruffles everywhere spilling out of his shirts. Uh, his his shoes are like satin slippers that are curled up at the toe. Uh, and he he just runs out uh, and he strums his lute. Oh, Papa, I'm so happy to see them. Hello. I'm so sorry, Perseus, but your son is a bard. Uh, he looks to be about twenty. <laughs> I am Frederick Dusseldorf Malvin Quaint von Kumquat, but you may call me by the name. The whole world will soon be calling me Sweethorn. Yeah, he's a bard. He's definitely a bard. Also, notice that he is not holding a horn. <laughs> what? Wait, Sweethorn? Why, yes. why is he Sweet Loot? What name is that? Well, you, you've got... I mean, you have... Anyway. You don't play a horn. Who? Strums his lute again. <laughs> uh, none of you are musicians by trade, but his lute looks super expensive. There's like... Uh, Gold embossed in the in the face of it. Uh, the, you know, it looks like there's ivory in the fret area. Uh, it looks super expensive. And when he strummed it, does it sound out of tune? Oh yes, yeah. He strums it, and you realize he does not know how to play that thing. <laughs> Papa, I'm ever so excited to go on my adventure. You, you find people. Uh, he reaches into his uh, into his doublet and pulls out a scroll that he unfurls. There is a list of some things that I need to accomplish. Uh, in no particular order, I need to rescue a damsel in distress. I need to defeat someone in a battle of wits. We need to slay a dragon. And we also need to loot an unbelievable treasure. And, of course, I have to go see the big tree. Are there even dragons in this forest? Uh, I've, I mean, I spend most of my time by the water, but I, I haven't seen one. What do you guys have? You guys? I mean, there's big lizards that kind of look like dragons. There are dragons everywhere. At least that's what the storybooks say. So we need to find one and slay it. It would be magnificent. <laughs> Well, yes, yes, but uh, that that slaying a dragon is usually the capstone to a great adventure, uh, or the the culmination of of many many smaller adventures. Perhaps, perhaps we should start with a, a an opener, as it were, so we could you know break the ice and and get used to each other. 
Papa, you've picked very good ones this time. Yes, uh, slaying a dragon is not necessarily the first thing we have to do, but it is on the list. And he like p- he hits the parchment each time he says it. Uh, <sighs> and he, he then he rolls it back up I... and sticks it back inside his doublet. Well, I guess we could head start heading towards the big tree and see what happens on the way. Oh, this is so exciting! Uh, yeah, I guess that's the easiest uh, one to start Lord with. Stands up now. You all need to take good care of my boy. He stands up and puts his puts his hand on his shoulder. He is the, my pride and joy. He goes, "Oh, Papa, <laughs> you're you're fluff. You're ruining my shoulder pads." And he has to pull his father's hand off and refluffs his giant shoulders. Taffeta, <laughs> darling. <laughs> Well, I'm sure you all understand the the mission I gave you, and he winks at you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some really great adventures. I, oh, I would yes, death defying and dangerous. Isn't that what you told them, Papa? And he goes, "Oh yes, death defying and dangerous." And he winks at you again. Absolutely <laughs> dangerous. There's so much danger in these woods. You can't throw a rock without hitting danger. I knew it. The stories always say that enchanted forests are full of danger and monsters. And usually if you hit something, it'll get mad, and then there is danger anyway, so... It'll be there. Well, my intrepid compatriots, are you ready to set off on the adventure of a lifetime? Thirty-three... He's almost ready. Oh. Hey, Chris. Uh, since I'm part tree, would Cinnamon mind when we go, like, walking places and stuff like that if I held, like, an arm out like a branch and he hung from it? Or would that be too... Oh, uh, that would be ideal. He could probably uh, take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> so Cinnamon finally finishes counting his money. Uh, he scoops it back into his bag, and uh, Sweet Horn goes, Oh, very good. It's time to set off. Uh, and he, he gives a little hop and then runs down the stairs. So let's meet the boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess careful, we're all. Careful running down those stairs in, that sh- in those shoes, man. Oh, he's... He's going to fall and break his neck. No, he makes it to the bottom. Uh, when you get down to the bottom, uh, he's he's waiting for you. Uh, now, you'll have to take my bags and we'll be all set to go. Uh, you look around uh, and the, the mouse just finishes and drops a large steamer trunk uh, in the lobby. It is one of eight that are scattered around the room. No. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa there, you want to go on an adventure, right? But of course! Like a real adventure, like in the storybooks, right? Realist adventure. Well, to do a real adventure, you gotta do as the adventurers do, like we do. You travel light, with just the things on your back. I am traveling light, he points to the eight trunks. (laughs) Yes, yes, maybe someone else can explain this to him a little better. You see, one of the important things about being an adventurer, they they always say in a group, you've got to carry your weight. And 
your weight is something you should be carrying. We've got our stuff. I've got my weight. They've all got their weight. You got to carry your weight, not have us carry it. Just gonna put, just gonna put this out there as you're saying that cinnamon is hanging from the arm of Bentwood. <laughs> I'm carrying my weight. He's carrying his weight. Uh, Bentwood is apparently carrying cinnamon's weight. <laughs> oh, but, but Papa is paying you. Is you're, you're supposed to do what I say. We're That's supposed how it to take you on an adventure. We can't and take you and eight bags on an adventure. How many bags could you take? None. I, I, I take off my backpack and hold it up and then put it back on. I, I just basically he looks, he looks shocked and, like, appalled. But, but, but how can I... But... You want to go on a real adventure? This is a real adventure. You carry just the things on your back, and we go into the wilderness and fight monsters. But what do you mean by this time? (laughs) (laughs) That is a good point there, Cinnamon. It really is a good point, if you can remember what I'm referring to. Yes. Oh, yes. What are you talking about? Uh-oh. When we were <laughs> upstairs, oh, I'm you... so bored. <laughs> we're going on an adventure. Said that your father picked a good one this time. Some people say oh, getting no, through his sentences is an adventure. The, the last time I tried to go on an adventure, uh, I convinced Father that we should start out in the mountains of eternal peril. Uh, that adventure did not last long, though. Barely got out the door. So what happened in the mountains of eternal peril? Giant flying monsters swooped down from the sky and ate up the adventurers that Papa had hired, and I ran back inside to the castle where it was safe. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want a real adventure? You're gonna have to do as real adventurers do. Well, I suppose I'll do it for my art. Uh, and he, he goes and throws open one of the trunks. Uh, oh no, he, eventually he finds uh, a backpack that he had stored in one of his trunks. Uh, it's the nicest backpack you have ever seen. Uh, it also has gold threads sewn into it. Uh, it looks like it's made of velvet. Uh, now, how many different... We're so going to get robbed by bandits. What, what sort of cutlery do adventures carry around them? Cutlery? Am I going to need a clam fork? Are there going to be many clams on this adventure? I hope so. Okay, so he, he reaches into one of the other ones and pulls out. Um, oh, I'll just bring them all. You see him scooping up just an entire cutlery set uh, and dropping it into his backpack. Um, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait one second. Wait one second. Do you, do you have anything what? that isn't fine silver? Because you might want to bring that. 
And I'm really hoping you're not intending on using those weapons on the clams. The weapon, it's a, it's a fork for eating them. You eat the clams. I We're not. Do we have that 16 bags is too many. <laughs> I'm going to need some more pay for this. I mean, um, I... We're in okay. a forest. There aren't really clams in a forest. But the blue lady said that there would be clams. I said, I hope there will. Right, so he reaches in and takes out one tiny fork and sets it back down. Oh, look at that, I'm I'm leaving it behind. Um, Of course, I'm busy and my triangle needs to sit on my lap. How many, how many hats do you think I'll need? Oh, I forgot to mention. He's wearing um, a pointed hat. Um, <laughs> a hat, hat. And it has a gigantic, obnoxious feather coming out of it. <laughs> of course it does. It's like an ostrich feather. Just Die. that one should be good. Just what? the one you're wearing. <laughs> what? Mrs. Pockett is holding herself... Mrs. P- Mrs. Pockets is visibly holding herself back from swatting at the the enormous feather. <laughs> Every time he moves, it like bobs and shakes uh, around. Yeah, her eyes just follow it. Like sometimes she gets distracted from what he's saying just to watch the feather. <laughs> Look, I, I can't do this. He, he closes his eyes and like turns his head away and holds out his bag. I need you to pack my bag for me. I can't bear to see what's going to happen. Okay, Cinnamon, go and pack his bag with essentials. You need this grapefruit spoon. (laughs) Slowly starts to reach into the bag to pull out the grapefruit spoon. Are you really going to let Cinnamon pack it? (laughs) Um, All right, so let's open up all of the trunks and see what what does he have and is any of it actually useful. All right, so the one where he pulled the cutlery out of seems to just be entirely full of – it's like an entire dining set. Uh, there's plates and goblets. It looks like uh, there's there's cooking pots uh, and little fantasy kind of uh, bun- uh, burners to keep food warm. Um, serving trays and platters. Um, one the, most of them are filled with clothes. Uh, at least half the trunks are just full of clothes. Uh, there's one uh, for all his doublets and pants. Uh, there's an entire trunk of shoes. There's another one of hats. Uh, one of them seems to be, or two of them, I should say, seem to be dedicated. When you first open it up, it's just it's just filled with fabric, and then you realize that this is like a almost pavilion-sized tent. Uh, that he was expecting to use. Um, you do manage to uh, scrounge together some useful, like you pack up a change of clothes, um, you know, a fork and knife, uh, you know, sleeping a sleeping pad, the, the essentials that the rest of you are carrying. Yeah. And it all fits in his backpack. Most More or less. The, the, fe- the feather on the hat kind of sticks out a bit. <laughs> we're so gonna get robbed that they're, that we're just gonna be bandit bait. That, that this is he he takes the pack from you. This is it. This is all I need to survive in the wilderness. That's it. Yeah, yeah you're uh, pretty sad. 
I don't have yeah. a backpack, but I'm just going to say for flavor, since I'm not going to actually put anything in the backpack, I open up the backpack that I'm wearing. I just put leaves in <laughs> and it's just full of leaves. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. Well, okay. Uh, if this is what real adventurers do, then I shall do it. For I am a real adventurer. You sure that, are. That you are. That you are. Well, shall we set off on our adventure now? So, what are we doing first? The tree? Is that, is we're going to start we're... heading to the center of the forest where there's the so, big tree. So basically, and... uh, all those points of interest that we came up with, some of them are on the way to the big tree. Um, so you can stop at any of those. And he gave you his list. I mean, you could try to knock some of that out somehow. Um, do we want to? Do we want to start a, a G doc or something so that we can keep track of what's on the list? Yeah, that's a good idea. I will. I will do that and then post the link. Sure. The... Well, he has rescue a damsel, defeat. A foe with wits. Someone, so he wants to rescue a damsel in distress. He wants to defeat someone in a battle of wits. Wants to kill uh, a dragon. He wants to slay a dragon. He wants to loot an important treasure. And he wants to visit the, the big tree, Tola Oxara. Big tree, you know, you could definitely do because it's in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> the easy one. Go to it. Done. Game over. That's his list. So uh, the first decision you guys have to make for your adventure is how you are going to get from Tree Spire, which is like 450 feet in the air, down to the ground. There are three general methods. Uh, all of the trees that lead up to the platforms of Tree Spire have staircases. You can take the staircases down. That's free. There are also uh, manual elevators. You can ride the platforms up and down. Those cost uh, two coin per person uh, and are faster than taking the stairs. There's also leaf gliding. You pay one coin, and experienced people uh, will get you aerodynamic leaves, and you essentially hang glide out of the city by holding onto the leaves. That costs one coin. Because you have to pay them for fine. Because you have to find just the right kind of leaf. Otherwise, it's not leaf gliding; it's just leaf plumbing. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, so I posted the link in the rolls and role playing chat. So I'm going to add uh, the points of interest that you guys know about. Uh, I think we should take Sweethorn here, leaf gliding. <laughs> so here I post uh, here's Sweethorn's list uh, I ate it points of interest <laughs> uh, so the ones you guys know but about it's paper that's like cannibalism for you oh god you're right I don't eat it <laughs> I don't eat it anonymous Wolverine truths and lies uh, there are the caves of woe um there's the rising fall. Platypus. 
Amethyst Falls. Um, there's the Fairy Pond. I made an edit. Full of our truths and lies. That's on me. My bad. There's also the Lake of Two Things. Are there only two things in it? <laughs> well, water is one of the things. All right, well, you guys are playing with that. Um, uh, uh, Sweet Horn says, Oh, what is leaf gliding? Well, it's all in the name, really. You grab a leaf, you're given a leaf, and you glide all the way down to the bottom. That sounds adventurous. That's a word for it. Yes, yes, it is. And it's the first step on a proper adventure. Well, then lead the way, compatriots. Uh, while said, we're away, then. While you, you we're, said while we're it, walking away, know about the living house. Go ahead, Ryan. These are the ones uh, that you know about. Uh-huh. I was going to say while while we're while we're walking toward the uh, the leaf gliding platform, I guess. Uh, there, I, there, there are a few of them scattered around. You can just go to the closest one. I I kind of hang back with with one or two of them, and I go, "Are, are we sure this is something that uh, the little lord here is is quite ready for?" Um, doesn't this require a little bit of skill? Well, maybe there's a leaf big enough for two, and someone who knows how to do it can go with him. Just put a little like fear into him. I don't know. I don't really deal with leaves that much. Isn't that how you said it worked before? That someone goes with you? you I ain't catch if that was how it actually worked, or if that if you said that they find the leaf. No, no, no. Yeah, so someone someone finds the leaf and gives it to you, and it's a solo journey. Oh. Oh, well, I thought it was like the first time you go. Find, you could probably ask for a leaf big enough for two. Well, I don't know. Okay, I was under the impression. Just... Yeah, I, I, I kind of heard it as um, you get flown down but with somebody that, that's experienced. Someone experienced finds the leaf for you. Ah, okay. Again, misheard it. Type and like shape of leaf, and then you go down by yourself. All right. Well, I suppose that I can go down with Sweethorn if we could find. It's it's a fantasy world. There's no like OSHA safety regulations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I thought somebody went. I thought somebody took you down in it. That's what I. My that's what my first impression was of it. Yeah, they they took what I got out of it too. You know it's a real adventure when they make you sign a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you you head to the nearest uh, tree gliding platform. Uh, there is there's a large uh, bird person perched there. Bird person. Hello, I am bird person. <laughs> hey, yo, what's up, folks? Welcome to Tree Glide Express. It Looking doesn't sound like bird person at all. Possible. Wouldn't the fastest way possible be falling? <laughs> you want to get we, down to the ground in the fastest way possible with a chance of survival? Yes. Yeah, yes, that's better. Do. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, one coin each. 
Uh, you, you can see uh, there's like a shed built into the thing next to him. Uh, he points like one coin each. Got some choice leaves picked out for all you folks. Uh, you just hold on and glide on down. Now, now here's a question. Uh, our friend over here isn't too experienced on this whole kind of thing. Is Hello! Our friend, you might have heard the quotation marks in me saying that. Um, is there anyone who could give him a little bit more of a hand? We we don't want him to do the other fastest way that we were just talking about. See, uh, uh, no, I can't go with you. I got to stay up here and man the booth. But like, I could tie him to one of you if you want to do that. Do you do you have a leaf that's big enough for two? Uh, let me check. He goes and opens up the shed and looks around. Uh, oh yeah, I got one. He pulls out a big, a big leaf. Uh, it's like a, an oval shaped leaf, kind of. It's, it actually looks like, um, a club from uh, a spade, like a suit of spades. Uh, it's pretty nifty. I mean, I'll pay the five gold for everybody to get their own leaf. So, um, Cinnamon has slowly been working his way to the, uh, the tree, the, the, uh, trunk where he's been positioning himself to climb down. And at this point he just says, I'll meet you guys at the bottom. <laughs> you're, not, just so you're not climbing. in the trunk. You're on the edge of the platform. You're as far oh. from the trunk as you could be. Well, then he's going to climb over, hang from the, Upside down from the branch and climb over to the trunk and then climb down the trunk. Okay. So, uh, Cinnamon just starts climbing down. Oh, cool, he'll be, man. He'll be there nice. in a week. So, I'll pay the four coin for everybody to get their leaf. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so he, uh, the, the bird man takes, uh, the four coins and puts them in like a little lockbox he's got. All right, so who's gonna go, uh, who's going on the twofer? I suppose that would be me. Oh, cool. And... All right. So he hands you the, uh, the bigger leaf, uh, and he pulls out still very large, but smaller leaves uh, for Aya and uh, Bentwood. Like, all right. So now and he like holds them a specific way. He's like, all right, now just hold on here uh, and don't let go until you're ready to hit the ground. Because as soon as you let go, you're going to hit the ground. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, guy, uh, uh, here, let me help you. He takes a rope and, uh, ties, uh, sweet, sweet horn around the waist to you, uh, Mrs. Pockets. Oh my, I'm, I'm ever so excited. Uh, You're hungry, yes. aren't you? I, I, this is, this is going to be a proper adventure. Okay, so before we do this, are you deathly afraid of heights? Ooh, I've never been this high up before. How, let me see. He he looks over the edge. And, oh, oh God! Yes, yes, I am. I've just discovered that I am. Okay, good. Uh, so here's here's what we're gonna do. Uh, you're gonna stay as still as you possibly can and keep your eyes closed and do your best not to scream. And I'm gonna do my best to make sure that the two of us don't die. No, we, let's take the elevator down. I'll, I'll pay. Don't worry. You said you wanted an adventure. This is an adventure. 
All right. So with that, uh, Mrs. Pockets leaps off the edge. Yep. Uh, as soon, uh-huh. soon as you jump, ah! sweetheart, <laughs> screaming. Uh, <laughs> top, watch as just the scream continues and just fades away as they glide down towards the ground. I'm guessing he loses his feather. <laughs> it's a very well made hat. Hmm? He uh, probably yeah, should lose the whole hat. Actually, watch. what? He should probably lose the whole hat. Maybe. I'll see. <laughs> uh, you're you're watching sweet uh, cinnamon as they just you hear as they as they glide down past you. About a minute after they go past, I go. Slow down. <laughs> while they while they passed, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Pockets waves a foot at you. <laughs> the, the the bird person turns around. All right, cool. You two, you two ready? Ready as all yes, ever, baby. Remember, hold on, because otherwise you'll die. Yeah, we're not dying. Good to this know. Soon. All right, later, dudes. Uh, and you both jump. Uh, and it's exhilarating. You hold on as you as you glide down. The wind whips past you. Let's uh, say Cinnamon actually times the slow down that he means for uh, <laughs> Ryan and the to, to be exactly as they're passing, so they hear it. Yeah, uh, you see Cinnamon as you go, and he says, "Slow down." Wow, it's on time with that. Uh, it takes you about a minute to reach the bottom. Uh, as you as you land, Mrs. Pockets, uh, you hit the ground a little bit harder because you've got uh, sweet sweet Dead horn you. yeah. Uh, and he's still ah, ah, he's still screaming. Are there any? Are, are his pants wet? To get closer to see, but yes. <laughs> are, there any, are there any bodies of water for me to aim towards? I did not in this area of the forest. Damn it. There are rivers and ponds and stuff, but not right here. Right. So sloth fact number one. Maybe number one. I don't remember if I did this yet. Sloths are excellent swimmers. Oh. Good to know. Uh, so, Cinnamon, how long does it take you to get to the bottom? Um... I don't know. Probably, probably longer than they'd like for sure. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, um, so. Long enough for us to calm down, Sweethorn. Yeah, yeah. He definitely has clean pants on by the time we get there. It takes like an hour for Sweethorn to finally stop sobbing, uh, but he finally calms down and changes his pants, uh, and is just he's just at the <laughs> the, the sniffling parts by the time that's. The cinnamon finally catches up to you. So that was some adventure, huh, Sweethorn? That was the most terrifying thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. But it would make a great song, though, huh? It's, I bet it would. He, he pulls out his lute uh, and strums a terrible off-court note. <laughs> Uh, as they leapt from the tree, the hero did he land on the ground. 
It is that it? Are you done? Good progress. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, what shall the first stop on our adventure be? Well, we're gonna make our way to the big tree. I'm back. It's on the way. The tree is is days away. Uh, what was that beginning part? I only heard the days away. There's stuff on the way. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make our way to the tree, and uh, we're gonna see what comes up as uh, as we're on our way there. No, I'm asking you. Where's the first place you're going? It usually helps if your song rhymes. <laughs> Did rhyme. No. They left from the tree. Didn't. Did he? Rhyme. The next line did not. It was an AAB rhyme scheme. (laughs) Um, Is there anywhere along the way where we could probably, like, I feel like getting him involved in a battle of wits would probably be the easiest thing to... Uh, so, out of character, he should really beat me in a battle of wits. He, needs, he wants to defeat a foe. You are... Oh, you are okay. part of his party. You're not a foe. So we have to find some really stupid foes. We'll probably run into bandits on the first camp night. If we're lucky. You could set out and see what you find. Uh, yeah, I think in this in this case, we're just going to head out for uh, Tola, Aksara, and and see what happens. Uh, so you, you start off on your adventure. Uh, Sweetheart, <laughs> he claps his hands. I'm so excited. Oh, this is further than I've ever been on an adventure before. So it's still early morning. Uh, one of the, the nice things about the forest is that uh, the ground where you are is just basically dappled in sunlight. The tree canopy above you is so uh, thick with leaves that the, the direct sun is never beating down on you. So it's nice and cool as you're walking. Uh, there are other plants. It's growing, so the the humongous trees uh, still have really thick trunks, but they're spaced pretty far apart, too, because they're so big. Uh, So there are smaller plants and some regular-sized trees growing on the the ground level, too. Uh, But it's the the gigantic trees that really dominates uh, the landscape around here. Uh, So you start walking. Uh, James, make a... Make a mind check for me. So is that 2d6? 2d6 plus your mind score. That'd be a 10 there, boss. Okay. Uh, so as you're walking, uh, you hear in the distance, um, 
a rustling in the bushes. Ruffle, uh, ruffle, ruffle, ruffle. And you realize that something is following you. I, uh, I, uh, tap, uh, Mrs. Pockets, and, uh, I give her, like, the head signal for, you know, hey, uh, we're being followed, keep your cat ears perked. Uh, Mrs. Pockets is going to, uh, kind of drop back and do her best to, uh, you said there's not a ton of, uh, undergrowth? Uh, no, there are there are regular bushes and and trees and stuff as well as the giant trees. All right, in that case, she's going to try to uh, sneak around like uh, in the in the direction that um, Bentwood indicated, and and see if she can uh, see who who or what is following behind. Okay, uh, so that would be an agility check, and your stealth skill would come into play for this, so you get advantage. Cool. Okay. Um, so that's a three and a well, six. I've had advantage since I have perception skills. Oh. Uh, yeah, but you you succeeded anyway. So. Um. So that's eleven. Eleven. Okay. Uh. So you managed to sneak around. Let me roll for. Do Do I need to be rolling something or? I got sidetracked for a minute. Be rolling. Pay attention, Eric. I was, and then something distracted me. And now I'm back to paying attention. Um, Refuse that roll from before, Eric. Okay. Then you fail. I'm just going to uh, roll. Okay, they... Uh, okay, so... Uh, you come around... So you just sort of slink back, Mrs. Pockets... Uh, and then head into the bushes and get down on all fours and slowly stalk through them through. Uh, and you come up behind a small pack of wolves that are similarly stalking you. Your party, not you in particular. But um, they have not seemed to notice you. Okay. Um. Hmm. I also uh, alert Cinnamon, considering that he's hanging on me, letting him know, like, you know, that we have company behind us. And I'm sure he noticed Mrs. Pockets slinker off. Well, I mean, I was hanging from your shoulder when you told her, so. Pretty sure you pointed, you tapped him, tapped her with the arm I was hanging on, maybe. Uh, you count five wolves, Mrs. Pockets. Are any of them uh, bringing up the rear? Can I can I like pick one of them off? Um, you could. Tr- um, yeah, I'll say they're kind of walking in a line. Uh, you could try to pick one of them off. All right. Uh, so that is going to be agility because I'm assuming you're. Oh no, that's your attack. Whatever your attack is. Yeah. Um, and you have stealth, so you get plus one damage. Okay. Oh, and versus unaware foes. So you get plus one to attack them as well. Cool. Their defense. Let's see. Actually, wait. I think you get a surprise. 
So if I roll, if I get plus one, uh, plus my attack, then that's a 12. Um, I want to see. Yeah, okay. So they still have to roll their defense because that determines how much damage you do. All right, so you got a 12 total? Mm-hmm. All right, so that is one damage for hitting them. Um, and one damage per two points higher than the, so they rolled a nine. Oh, they got a ten on their defense. Uh, so that's another point of damage because uh, you got two points over its defense, uh, and then you get plus one, so that's three. Uh, so you just, I believe, let me just double check. Uh, Wolf has, yeah, you kill it. Okay. Damn. Uh, well, so you kill it, but uh, the other ones are probably going to notice the sudden smell of blood on the air. Uh huh. Um, so you you take you just take one out, uh, and, uh, and then the rest of them stop and turn, uh, and they they get down. They're growling at you. So does this start combat for all of us? Like initiative? Uh, well, no, because. They're not attacking the rest of you, and the rest of you don't quite know where they are. Um, well, I mean, you know, the gig is up now, right? You could probably just be like, over here. Yeah, I, I'm going to be... Uh, All right, uh, so your initiative is a descending order of agility. So what's everyone's agility? I've got one. I've got two. I also have two. Alright, so uh, James and Ryan make agility checks. No extra bonuses, just your agility rolls. And whoever gets higher goes first. Okay. James goes first. Actually, the wolves go first. They got a 13. Well, spork them. You should be happy they got that out of the way now, because that's not their attack roll. Alright, so Ryan. (laughs) Eric, you have one agility? One, yes. Chris, you have zero? Right. Alright. So, the wolves are up first. Uh, so four angry wolves turn on you, Ryan. Um, uh, and they're they're going to attack you. All right. So I cry out, uh, "Bad dogs! Uh, help! Back here!" Um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna try to scramble up one of the trees where they can't get me. Okay. Um, so that's gonna be agility. They are attacking you. Well, they go first, right? So I. So you I make, make a defense roll. Okay. Just one, or do I have to do it four times? Um, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, might as well just go with a one. We'll see how that goes. Okay, so I got a twelve plus my defense. So, okay. Uh, so the first one misses, then the second one. Um, 
attack is one. <coughs> uh, so you have a 12 total? Yeah. All right, so the second one also misses. The third one rolled the same thing and misses. The fourth one definitely misses. So you just, ah, as they, uh, I'm like, scurry up the tree as they all roof and lunge at you uh, and bite the air where you just were. Jums, uh, you up. James. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, so the last one that lunged at Mrs. Pockets, I'm assuming as she was scurrying up the tree, uh, made his head barely visible uh, while jumping up to try and snap at her. Um, I'm going to shoot an arrow at him as he's jumping. Uh, that's going to be a little more difficult because it's a smaller target, so that's going to be uh, plus two to your difficulty, or minus two to your roll, I should say. Okay. So then it's a five. A five, so you miss. Uh, your your arrow just goes... Whew, oh, wait, uh, it's minus two, and then it's seven. My bad. That's a hit, then. Okay. Uh, Hooray! Roll, but have to, you have to beat its defense. Uh, it's... Oh, no, actually, you don't have to beat its defense. Um, <coughs> you just do extra damage for every... Let me double check. Uh, sure. Um, just turn... Attacker, oh no, yeah, you have to beat their defense roll. Um, which you do. So you do one point of damage. You don't get any extras for that. Alright, uh, Ryan, you're up now. You have scurried um, up a tree. Alright, uh. Can I, uh. Puff up my tail and and make myself uh, look big and intimidating and try to frighten one of the wolves off. Um, I'm gonna say that's mind. Okay. Uh, I have uh, advantage in intimidation. Uh, charisma includes intimidation. It said. Uh, so. I would. Yeah, this would include intimidation. Okay. So let's see. I got a 5, a 6, and 1, so that is 12. Okay. Um, Good yeah. roll. Good roll. Yeah, one of the wolves uh, <laughs> and, and just runs off. Um, Mrs. Pockets looks very satisfied with herself and just licks one of her paws. Eric. Well, here's a question before I do my action. What is Sweetheart? Is what? What is Sweethorn doing? A crying and cowering. All right. Um, I would. Uh, can I see one of the wolves with enough line of sight to blast, shoot a like stream of water at him, at it, like a damaging stream of water? You would be at a minus two penalty because they're still kind of hidden in the in the bushes. You can kind of see them as they move, but it's it's a little hard to make them out. Hmm. Hmm. Could I? Let's see. Would I? With that type of magic, would I be able to maybe make a wave that could knock some of the bushes down and uh, uh, make it easier to target them? Like take away some of their 
their cover? Uh, yes, but you wouldn't be able to attack them with it this round. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. But yeah. for others... Then, yeah, you can do that. So you could do... Uh, that would be mind... Um, and I don't know if you have... It's not really an attack with your ma- with your power. Uh, right. So I think it's a straight mind check. I got a 10. Oh, oh plus, plus mind. I got a 12. Cool. So you uh, conjure up, or you can't conjure the... So I'm assuming you probably have water that you carry with you. Well, I, I thought the magic, um, like the attack power using my wands would make like be able to make water like that. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so you, you thrust your wand out, and the stream of water comes and just sort of whips through the bushes uh, and breaks off some branches and just strips <laughs> the away. And so there's just a, a clearing now that, that can be seen through. Uh, and Chris, you are up. So I think I am... Uh, Ryan, do you have any armor? AR, whatever? Uh, no, I don't. So I'm going to cast uh, protection on him and give him armor for her. Uh, so that would be mind. Uh, so seven, that succeeds, plus my mind, so nine. Okay, so with armor... Uh, it gives him, uh, it says... Uh, gain AR4 and you can bestow this protection on others. So I guess it just gives him AR4. Okay. For, for the one round. It's just a, a one round. Uh, it's so really sad, so sure. Well, um... Uh, just, but, oh, no. Uh, powers affect a single target. Oh, no, it does have duration. Um, effects no, of power and duration usually last a scene. Okay. So it'll be for the rest of the scene. Oh, that's what the little D means. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, look at that. Got the, okay. Got the four, Ryan, uh, which brings it to the wolf's turn. Uh, seeing that uh, the cat has scurried up the tree, uh, one of the wolves <laughs> is going to continue attacking the cat. Uh, the wolf that you shot, James, is running towards you, uh, and one of the other wolves is running towards Eric to attack him. Uh, so all three of you need to make defense rolls. Ryan, you get a plus two bonus. You're up in a tree. Yeah. Now the defense roll is um, adding agility because I don't have any armor. Whatever you wrote in your defense box, which right. should be your agility. Yeah. I got a six. So. All right. Uh, with a with a plus two, then I got a ten. Second. So James, what'd you get? I'm just going in order here. I got a seven. Seven total? Yes. All right. So you take one for it hit you. You got a ten. So you take two points of damage. Uh, as this as this wolf runs up and just jumps and grabs into your arm, or you just runs and digs into your leg and and starts it starts scratching and biting you. Uh, Eric? Does that, uh, so that's two points off my endurance or that's just two damage? Uh, what'd you get, Eric? A six. Um, how much endurance do you have? 
Four. All right. Uh, you take three points of damage. Cool. Uh, the the wolf runs oh, up. Oh wait, hold on. Oh no, I ain't roll doubles. Okay, I was gonna say I had the shields, but the wolf the wolf runs up and and bites at your throat and scratches at you and it really fucking hurts and it it does a lot. Uh, and Ryan, did you get Ryan? Um, I rolled a six. I had two agility, two oh sorry, two defense, and you said I got a plus two, so ten. All right, so you're fine. Uh, the, the last wolf is still like jumping up and biting at you, and like you have to move your tail out of the way, otherwise it's going to get bit. But you're you're managing to stay just out of its reach, it seems. <coughs> I mean, I also have light armor on. Um, oh, you do. Okay, so roll uh, roll a d six, and you want to get a five or six. Any bonuses or anything? It's just 1d6. Alright, so, then I got a 2. Yeah, it does not help you in this case. Nope. Alrighty. Alright, uh, but James, you are... I'm sorry. Uh, Bentwood, you are up. Uh, well, Bentwood is not okay with being chomped on by some dirty dog, uh, so he's going to shoot him with another arrow. Um, okay, it's right up next to you, so I'm going to say that's going to be a minus two penalty, because you're shooting your bow. Uh, Alright, um, then, uh, I didn't know, I, you know what, uh, uh, can I use my, uh, my power to, uh, make my hand into a whip and whip him? Uh, sure. It's going to be mind, I believe, uh... So you just make a mind check. An eight. Uh, do I add the attack or no? Um, I don't believe so. Only if you were using a melee weapon. But you're okay. You don't have a melee weapon per se. You're just using your power to do the damage. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yes, yeah, so you can make melee and ranged attacks with your power. If you have a mage weapon, you roll with plus one attack, but you don't, so... Uh, okay, yeah, no. So, they roll their defense. Uh, what'd you get, James? Uh, an eight. That does not beat their defense, I'm sorry. Uh, you managed to bat it off you, but it doesn't seem hurt. Pockets, you're up. Um, hmm... Uh, I, I don't want to, hmm, hmm. Ride one like a pony. Pony? I think. I, I forget you're human sized, so it won't really work. Yeah, no, not really. Um, I, I do have, I do have a bow and arrow. Uh, so I'm going to fire at the one that is nipping at my, at my tail. Uh, so I can stay nice and protected up on the tree branch and not uh, have to expose myself to its jaws. Uh, so make your attack. Oop. Bow is also plus agility. So yeah. That would be yeah. So that is 11. Hold. 
also rolled an 11. Uh, I will give the tie to you for this one. Uh, so it's, I believe... Uh, so you you get you do one point of damage. Your your arrow kind of okay. into its side a bit, uh, and it it looks it looks more angry than hurt. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, would I also have a negative penalty to using my magic attack since he's so close, or is that more of a bow thing? Oh, that's a bow thing because you have to like knock the arrow and draw it back, and you have to like you know for your magic, it's fine. Yeah, because I kind of want him with a concentrated blast of water straight between the eyes, since it's right there. Yeah, go for it. Um, so it's a plus mind. Yes, and you have a mage weapon, so I think you get another plus one. All right, I want to see if this works. It does. Okay. So I got a nine. Uh, which just meets its defense, so you you smack it and you do a point of damage to it. Really well for their defense, I'm sorry. Uh, And then Cinnamon! Uh, Cinnamon is going to climb into a tree. Wait, no, what happened to my... I I didn't hear whatever you said. Oh, I'm sorry, You, you, you meet its defense, so you did one point of damage to it. Okay. Um, so cinnamon, uh, that's going to be an agility check. All right. Oh, no slash. Sorry. Yep, I'm in a tree. Okay. Yeah, you climb up into a tree. Uh, now it is the wolves' turn. Uh, so they're going to keep attacking uh, the people they were attacking. Uh, so, Jums, you're up first. It's... I rolled a seven. Right, it failed. Uh, so it lunges for you again, and you managed to dodge out of the way this time. Eric? Eight. Um, I hope it fails, because I have one help. Let's plus your... <laughs> oh, plus one. Right. Uh, it's did not. It got a nine. Um, well, I'm down. I want to check real quick. Uh, you can remember. You can spend heroism if you want uh, to add plus one to a roll or to re-roll it. Um, I'll, I'll do it to add plus one to the roll because usually defenders defenders get advantage. Uh, you can do that. Yeah. All right, so I spent. I would buy it, so uh, it just it just barely misses you uh, as it like you, it jumps and you kind of grab it and its teeth are like it's biting, it's snarling right in your face. Uh, and Ryan, uh, do you I still, still get the plus two? two? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got an eleven. Yep, you're good. All right, Jones, you're up. Yeah, um, I'm going to take a shot at the one that's attacking Aya. Uh, roll it. Uh, 
That's boxcars. Okay. Damn. That is a critical success. So let me double check. Attack critical success is plus one damage. <coughs> um, so it so got, it's a fourteen attack then with fourteen. To, okay, so you it got an eight. So you do one for hitting it, and then three more because you beat it by six, and then an extra one for your crit. So you do five. Um, so Aya. You're, uh, you're like holding this thing as it, uh, as suddenly an arrow is just sticking out from its head. Uh, the arrow stopped like a centimeter from your, from your skull. Uh, and then Good. the wolf just falls down dead. Eric's favorite centimeter. Uh, Ryan. I'm sorry, Mrs. Pockets, you're up again. Yeah, um, I'm gonna knock another arrow and try to hit this wolf again. I got an eight. Got a twelve. Oh, it it like as as you take aim, oh. it suddenly moves around the tree, uh, and you you miss. Eric, or I'm sorry, Aya, yeah. you're up. Now I have the healing ability, but it says you can heal a number of endurance equal to your mind stat. Healing yourself is a difficult action. What does it mean it, to be a difficult action? Difficult reduces your roll by two. Oh. You make a mind check uh, and then subtract two. Okay, okay. so basically it would be a normal roll since I'm, my mind is two. So I'm going to try to surround myself in healing to heal some of this damage that's been dealt to me by this jerk wolf. Plan. That now dead jerk wolf. Sorry, you got a seven? Y- yeah, I don't get to roll well. So you, uh, what's your endurance? My, um, current or full? Your mind. So yeah, you heal you whatever your mind. mind or endurance? I, mind. So you heal two back. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, Cinnamon. Um, so it's just, well, um, Mrs. Pockets is up in the tree. And I already gave her armor. She's safe. The one that was attacking I, I uh, just died, but uh, Benwood still has one going after him. Yes, he does. So I'm going to give him the same protection. Okay. Uh, make the roll. D6. Put it, uh, just put the plus at the end. Plus two. Six. That's a fail. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, okay. Uh, we, we go back to the wolves. Um, the, uh, the one attacking you, uh, Bentwood, is going to try to do so again. Make your defense roll. Thirteen. You're good. Um, and uh, this is pockets. Uh, the other one is actually uh, taking all. It's leaving you. Uh, it turns uh, and it sees 
uh, Sweethorn cowering, looking like a real tasty treat. So it's spending this turn running towards Sweethorn. So next turn, it is going to attack Sweethorn. All right. Uh, so, all right. Well, uh, do I notice that? So there's the one that's still attacking you, and you see the other one running towards Sweethorn. Can't hear you anymore, James. Could anyone else hear James? No. Okay. Uh, no. Dropped out. There he is. Right, can you guys hear me now? Yes. yes. Okay. I couldn't hear you. You told me. All right. Do I see the dog running towards uh, Sweethorn? Yes, you see the dog running towards Sweethorn, and there's one still attacking you. All right. Well, I'm going to attack the one going after Sweethorn. <clears throat> Roll it. 13 again. Uh, yeah, that hits. Uh, it got a 10, so you do 2, uh, and that kills it. it rawr, you, like, hit it right in the side, and the arrow pierces its heart, and the, and the wolf just drops as it's running across the, the little opening here. Uh, Mr. Pockets, you're up. There's one wolf left um, that's attacking Bentwood. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, I'm going to... Try to shoot it with an arrow, or wait, wait a second. Uh, is it in melee with Bentwood, or like if I do badly, is it is the arrow possibly going to hit him? That would be like if you crit fail. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, the other thing I could do is I could bare my claws and my teeth and leap out of the tree onto it. Hi, that would be a difficult action. All right. In that case, I'll just do the arrow thing. No. Plus two. <coughs> I got a 12. And 11. So you do a point of damage to it. It's looking hurt. Uh, uh, if I spend a heroism, that'll, that'll add a point. Uh, you got a 12, it got an 11, so if you got a 13, uh, yeah, so if you spent the point of heroism, that would kill it. Okay, so yeah, I'll do that then. Okay. Uh, so your, your last arrow pierces it, and it, boom, and it collapses. Yeah, you've, you've defeated this pack of wolves, which is actually kind of weird, because you guys have spent a lot of time in the Ever Summer Wood, and you've never seen wolves like this before. Especially not ones that just attack people on the road. Uh, can I use perception to analyze the, the wolves to see if there are uh, any special sig- markers about them, their, their breed, um, maybe if they came from a certain clan? Sure, yeah, you can make a mind check with your perception bonus. Alright, so with a perception bonus, was that, I roll three dice and I get the better of the two? Uh, yeah. Ah. So that would be a 10. It's your uh, mind. Yeah, I don't have any mind. Okay. Alright. Uh, yeah, no, they ju- I mean, they're just wolves, but usually uh, 
you, you don't see any unusual markings. There's nothing that they don't look rabid or or like starved, like they're just attacking anything for food. They seem like normal wolves. It's just you've never seen them. You've never seen wolves act like this in the Eversummer Wood. Like normal wolves in other places would act like this, but the Eversummer Wood, all the, the animals here are all pretty peaceful. Just kind of weird. Yeah, the Lord mentioned that there was some blessing over the woods that prevented bad things from happening. But you, you guys know that as I mean, as denizens of the Eversummer Wood, it is an enchanted forest, and it's it's pretty peaceful here. You said the enchantment was granted by the Earth Mother. Uh, do you want to hear the legend of the Eversummer Wood? Yes, please. Yeah, we might as well. No! Yes, I do. So, uh, long ago... Well, you don't have to listen. The rest of us will. La, 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 la. <laughs> long ago, when the world was still young, a mortal walked among the flowers and the trees. Uh, they loved nature. They loved the nature that surrounded them, and they took care of every plant and animal that they found. They loved nature so much that they caught the eye of the Earth Mother, Oxarana. The Earth Mother fell in love with the mortal, and the two lived happily for many, many years. However, as all things do, the mortal eventually died. Oxarana understood this was the nature of things, but she still grieved. To honor her beloved, Oxarana took their body and buried them in their favorite spot in all the world. The Earth Mother then poured her love for her beloved into a seedling and planted it atop the grave. The Earth Mother visited the grave every day and cried for her beloved. Her tears, filled with both grief for her loss and joy for the time they spent together, watered the tree. Over time, it grew into the mightiest tree in all the world. Soon, the Earth Mother's blessing spread from the tree and into the land surrounding it. The plants there grew lush and tall, animals were peaceful, and the weather was always beautiful. This forest came to be known as the Eversummer Wood, and the tree at its center was Tola Aksara, the Earth's beloved. But everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the legend of the Eversummer Wood that you all know. So yeah, um, wolves don't normally act like this, guys. Um, and it also kind of seemed like they were planning an ambush on us. This is why I prefer sea creatures. A walrus has never. Uh, I mean, they anyone. were. They were hunting you. That was not yeah. that weird. I mean, oh, they, yeah, were, yeah. they were they were stalking us like we were prey, which you know maybe the rest of you are. De- definitely you, Sweethorn. Uh, oh, it was the most amazing thing to ever happen. The, the wolves <laughs> attacked. They they leapt out of the woods, and you you were all and then you were all twing, and, and then and then you were all whoosh whoosh, and then and the other man climbed into the tree. And, oh my! You have the soul of a poet. <laughs> Those are the exact lyrics to his next song. <laughs> you should write an epic ballad about us. He pulls out a parchment and a, and a quill from somewhere and begins furiously scribbling notes. <laughs> I don't remember packing him a quill, do you? <clears throat> it's probably his feather. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't noticed yet. <laughs> um, are there any are there any settlements between here and uh, Tala Aksarana? Tola Aksarana? Um, not nothing noteworthy. There are a few 
small, like tiny little villages of maybe like a dozen or two people scattered throughout the forest. Uh, but it's it's uh, Tree Spire. That's the real city main place. Yeah. All right. And and what is that Tola Aksarana? Is it just a big tree or? Uh, mainly, yes. Uh, it's it's a it's a really big tree. Uh, okay. which lots of people come. Some people come to worship. It's like a, a pilgrimage for some people. A lot of people just want to say that, you know, they've seen Tola Aksora. Um, it, it draws people, but not like huge crowds because it's hard to get to. Right. I mean, we could stop along the points of interest on the way, right? Those are the points of interest in the dock are the ones that are on the way to the tree, right? Yes. That's that's kind of so, the I mean, idea. We can, okay. Yeah, so we'll we'll stop at those points of interest and hit each one and kind of see what happens. Um, although being hunted by wolves, um, very uncommon in this part of the woods. I guess we'll all just have to be on our guards. Um, um Sweethorn, it's you... probably best if you travel in the middle. Ever seen wolves <laughs> in this area of the enchanted forest ever before this time today? With every word of that sentence, Mrs. Pockets just like bristled a little more. Like by the end of it, she's just like a puffball of anger. Aww. She looks adorable. <laughs> do you guys want to call it here, or do you want to go a little further? I mean, honestly, what? I'm good either way. Yeah, I'm. I'm good too. If we want to call it for the night, or I had, I had gotten a lot of sleep last night, but if you guys want to keep going, I'll keep going. Hang on one second. We we might be signing off. What? Uh, Ali Ali has a super important cat question here. Come come here so they can hear you. So I'm making a little hut for the cat, and I have purple fleece and fleece that's shark print. I cut out pieces of both. Which should be on the inside, and which should be on the outside? Well, the shark should obviously be on the outside. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. Shark on the outside. Shark on the outside. James is James is the only one who volunteered an opinion, but I agree with it. Shark I do agree as well, Eric. Though Eric, I'm, I'm very confused as to what you're using. This. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what this is. It's a cat bed for like a shape. Yeah, she, she's making a hut for our triangle. It's it's a cat shaped oh. hut. I don't think that's that weird. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that very important uh, diversion, Ryan. Uh, so since everyone is just so engaged, I guess we'll call it here for the night. Uh, you you leave the corpses of the wolves behind you, and you set out deeper into the ever-summer wood. Wait, we can use the wolf hearts for potions and things. I mean, right? if you want to dissect the wolves, you could try. I don't know when you're going to get back to sell them. I should... Um... It would probably be nice for me to have one of the bodies as a tribute to the water next time I show up to get to one, a body of water. 
I mean, the wolves are not small. So that's like a two hundred pound carcass you're carrying. Oh, that's true. Okay, maybe a piece. Uh, I mean, if you want to, sure. I mean, I'm not going to dissect the wolves. I'm going to collie ma them. I'm just going to reach in and pull out the heart. I mean, how hard is that? Them got shot through the heart, and you're to blame because yeah. you did it. Yeah, that's I know. Good reason. Uh, do you really want to carry wolf hearts with you? No, no. I'm not a potion master. I can't use wolf hearts. Okay. I shoot right. things. So, uh, we we will end it there then. As you, you set off into the forest, Tweethorn in the middle of your little party, uh, he takes out his lutes uh, and starts strumming and is, is trying to write a ballad of this epic fight against the wolves. Uh, and it is terrible. <laughs> I promise you, by the end of this adventure, I'm breaking that loot either over his head or over my knee. <laughs> well, you would be out quite a lot of coin if you did that. It is a very oh. expensive loot. I know, but he's not going to know I did it. He doesn't know how to use it, but it's a really nice loot. I know. Maybe I'll just oh. buy a loot and then hit him with that. We just have to <laughs> encourage him to practice. Okay. Uh, so, we'll do some XP. Um, you each get one for the completion of the session. Yay! Uh, achieve a major goal or anything, just start it out. Uh, so just the one, and you can each get a nominator. Hmm. Oh, uh, I'm going, well, I'm, go ahead. I'm going to nominate Ryan. I think Ryan did a good job of stopping that ambush. Hooray! Yeah, my nomination is for Eric because of the sink and toilet thing. <laughs> my nomination is for Chris because, oh my god, every time you just made me laugh with, this, with all the slot stuff. <laughs> I mean, you were able to protect the one person that was uh, up in a tree, but... You know, I you, you did you did. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought all of the wolves were going to be attacking just Ryan. I mean, no, that's a fair assessment. But no, I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy your character in his quirks, so I've definitely Thank given you. my point to you. Um, I'm really torn now. Do I give my point to James or Chris? Because I really want to give it to Chris, but Ouch. I don't want to be that dick that doesn't uh, that doesn't spread the spread the extra XP around. Um, uh, I'll, I mean, I'll... it's fine. I only took out two of the wolves, you know. <laughs> I mean, nah, I... it's fine. Whichever <laughs> you want to do. The wolves. I wasn't even considered. I climbed <laughs> into a tree. Um. So no, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it to James because I like. I like his uh, his character's backstory. Okay. Alright, so that's where we'll end the first game of uh, Sweethorn's Big Adventure. Uh, and we will see you listeners next time. Anyone have any last will thoughts to take us out? Uh, I'm not a dancing monkey. <laughs> <laughs>